0: So with that, I might start with economics today and introduce Adelaide Timbrell to the microphone. Um, I guess, Adelaide, the, the economics of the world are still COVID impact and related. We watch carefully, I suppose, the rebound or the the play as job keeper, job seeker settings start to change in our own economy. And we've also got a close watch on the global economy where COVID is still um, a much bigger present uh, danger and an impact on on those economies, noting especially that the way that the rebound, if it is that, and GDP takes off again, the implications to interest rates that would be felt across all industries, not just uh, the commercial and residential ones. So with that, I might go to you for a bit of commentary on that. Thank you.
1: Thank you. So, you're right, you know, Australia um, definitely seeing a huge amount of GDP growth, but COVID is still a huge impact on not just the level of economic growth that we're seeing at the moment, but also the way that that growth is distributed. You know, we're still seeing a lot more money being pushed into people upgrading their homes, or buying physical products rather than being able to spend on experiences and then on the other hand we're also seeing very you know very few people actually coming into australia really just returning residents rather than the usual high levels of immigration and also international tourism, which tend to underpin a lot of that economic growth in our economy. But considering that all of that uh, isn't happening at the moment, that we are very much a more closed economy than we would be usually, our economic growth has been absolutely phenomenal. We believe that we're already uh, operating at levels similar to the pre-pandemic when we look at total economic activity. And we think that our economic growth this year will be in excess of 4%, which is a lot higher than what we've seen in the past. In a lot of ways, while we are still in a weaker economic position than we were before the pandemic, the underlying momentum of economic growth is a lot stronger than what we've seen in the past five or 10 years. We've got a 12-year high for available job ads. That are going around. Um, so it means that uh, even though JobKeeper has ended, we are likely to see a lot of the people who lose work due to JobKeeper actually find another job relatively quickly. We're also seeing um, that as JobKeeper wound down between September to December to March, while fewer businesses were eligible for JobKeeper, we also saw unemployment go down uh, in those months as well. So the fiscal wind back with JobKeeper coming to an end with the job seeker supplement coming to an end and with some of those other emergency measures including home builder coming to an end we're still expecting to see some pretty strong economic growth so our labor market is something where we think things will still be going pretty well uh, I think that there's going to be a little bit of media commentary as the April and May unemployment data flows through in a couple of months that's Going to probably sound worse than it is. We think it's a bump in the road and that our trajectory of economic growth will really um, keep going in the right direction and keep going pretty rapidly compared to other countries. One reason that uh, Australia has been really recovering from the recession a lot more rapidly than what we see around the world is because when people are allowed to leave the house or go into state or travel or move around or go to even some of those communal, more crowded areas. They're a lot less scared to do that, and so we see that the restrictions tend to be the big thing that impacts that rather than people's own consumer confidence, whereas in places like the US or Europe where there is a lot of COVID floating around, that's not the case. But the downside of one thing in Australia compared to other countries is that our vaccine rollout is a lot slower And that may impact our ability to recommence that immigration and international tourism um, that has been such a great driver of economic growth in the past. So while those other countries have had more economic loss, more job loss and more of of that health pain as well, the vaccines will um, probably rebound them quite nicely over the next couple of years. In terms of how this all affects the interest rate outlook, um, there are a lot of reasons to believe that interest rates will still be very accommodative over the next three years despite our super fast economic growth. One reason for that is that Australia's dollar is already drifting upwards. We are in kind of the mid-70s at the moment. We were getting up towards 80 cents earlier in the year. And that's something that the Reserve Bank is looking at carefully. We've seen that when market expectations are that the interest rate will increase in Australia, that's something that tends to push our currency upwards. But the Reserve Bank has made some comments to say that they really don't plan to uh, increase the interest rate anytime soon. And we've also done some analysis that the market expectations of a cash rate hike do tend to be systematically biased towards believing there's going to be a cash rate hike earlier than there actually will be. It's actually it's true, though, that we, we may see borrowing costs tighten over the next few years, even without a move in the cash rate. So fixed-rate mortgages, for example, and other fixed rates for you know, business loans and any short-term or three-year loan period, they're going to probably drift up from the second half of the year across all financial institutions as Reserve Bank quantitative easing and yield curve control policy settings start to wind back. So without actually changing the cash rate we may see some of that move. And in 2022 and 2023, when uh, a lot of fixed mortgage rates expire, we actually will see the average amount of interest paid across the economy increase without an actual change in the cash rate. So even though our cash rate is very likely to be very accommodative for the next few years to help with currency, to help with borrowing costs, to encourage businesses to invest and expand, we will also see, particularly on the household side, that interest payments will rise within that time, even when the cash rate doesn't have to hike. I think with recent developments in the Fed, so the US interest rate policy settings, they're being very cautious and very slow to raise interest rates, and that'll slow us down as well, again, because currency is one of the key risks that the Reserve Bank looks at for their interest
0: rate outlook. Adelaide, um, with more debt in the economy Uh, in business and households, small increases in interest rates you would think would have reasonable immediate impact. I mean, do we see a longer term, low sort of rate environment nonetheless playing out? And I guess my other comment would be it underlines the need for everybody to focus on their own earnings profile and room to move, knowing that there should be a provision for higher interest rates in the future.
1: So we do think that we are looking at a lower interest rate environment over the long term. There have been some changes in the global economy and in technology which really push inflation lower on a structural level. So, you know, even in the last kind of five years, um, the Reserve Bank in Australia has hardly been able to get inflation up to 2%. And that's because when we have increased competition with other countries for goods and services, when shipping costs go down, when the digital world allows more people from more parts of the world to compete for the same customers, that pushes prices down in a lot of different products. And so, what that does is it makes it a lot harder for us to see price increases over time. And so, we do, off the back of that, expect to see that uh, interest rates will be really quite low for a lot of years, even after we start to see the cash rate go up. Because again, if the cash rate goes up from what, 0.1%, it's not going to suddenly go up to 5%. Like, there's a lot of room between 0.1% and some of the cash rates we saw before the global financial crisis and deflationary pressures across the world, as well as the slower economic recoveries in other countries, will really keep those borrowing costs pretty cheap for a really long time. Thanks, Adelaide.